Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. And just like that, hour number three of the starting lineup. It's happening with the game here on 99.1, the sports animal. Oh, man. Oh, man. Give it a listen. Eric Kane, give it a spin. And the big reveal is we are playing Who Am I? Eric Kane for our first time listeners or the refreshers returning to the program. Let the boys and girls at home know on the road at work, how do we play the game? We have got an individual in the world of sports. You get five clues to guess who am I describing. The person that gets it in less amount of clues will win today's game. Tyler Robbins, what do they win? You know, it's time for the Tennessee Smokies annual beer fest. It's this Saturday, August the 6th. Unlimited pours, free tasting glasses. And this year, are you ready for this? Drum roll, please. It's dog friendly. You're darn right it is. You can bring your man. You can bring your best friend. You can enjoy the best selection of brews. And the proceeds of the event is going to benefit the Young Williams Animal Center. So get your drink on. And for a great cause, you can get tickets at SmokiesBaseball.com slash beer fest. Or you can play the game just like Josh did this morning. Josh, good morning. Do you want to get your clues from yours truly or through the man through the glass? Let's go with the man through the glass. All right, Josh. Good decision. You ready to roll? Let's do it. All right. The prompt today is SEC head football coaches. You ready? Let's do it. Clue number one. I'm 60 years old and was born in El Reno, Oklahoma. Mike Leach. That's how you play the game, but no, that is not correct, but keep guessing. I played defensive end at Pittsburgh State from 1980 to 1983. Brian Kelly. That is not Brian Kelly, but again, you're doing it the right way. Clue number three, I own a 12-11 and 11 overall record in my brief head coaching career. Mike Napier? Not Billy Napier, but again, this is, this, is, uh, this is how you're doing it. Clue number four, you're going to get it right here, okay? I was on Tennessee's coaching staff in 2012. Ah. Oh, God. On Tennessee's coaching staff in 2012, now he's a head coach in the league. 60 years old. No clue. Clue number five. No clue. I'm the current head coach of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Oh, God. What is his name? Oh, no, Josh. He was, I'll give you a clue six if you wanted. He was at Georgia before getting this. Uh, yeah, no, I know. It's the, he was the lineman picket or something. No, it's five, I can't think of his name. Four, three, uh, two, uh, I can't think of it. Now, All right, Josh, hang now, on. Josh, hold tight because if Kevin can't get mine in five, which let's, Let's be honest, Josh, there's a reason why you didn't pick me. There's a very <laughs> realistic chance this happens. Hold tight. We could be going to sudden death. Kevin, what's up, dude? It's Tyler. Let's go. My man, today is August 4th. Do you have any idea what I'm doing with today being August 4th? Uh, maybe it's their birthday. I don't know. Tennessee volunteers famous for wearing the uniform number four. You should have known. Born September 16th, 1955 in Hutchinson, Kansas. I'm 66 years of age. I took, I took snaps at Putnam City High School in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. 
Duck Johnny Majors. Man, Johnny didn't wear four. Wasn't McEvers. Clue number three. I was an 11th round pick by your New York Jets in the 1978 NFL draft. Not mine. <laughs> Who'd cheer for that team? Oh, wait. Um, Playing 14 not seasons. Pat Ryan. Not Pat Ryan. Yeah, it is Pat Ryan. Give it to him. That's what you do, and that's how you play the game. Pat Ryan, that Woo. great human being. Played 14 <laughs> seasons in the NFL. Does anybody, uh, real quick. Do your research because Pat Ryan was actually the starting quarterback in one of the longest playoff games in NFL history. Went to double overtime. Pat, if he doesn't get hurt, Jets win that game. But let's get Ken O'Brien off the bench. Like, no, no. Leave Pat. Like, you know, the next time I see Pat, I want to ask him, be like, Pat, tell me the pain you were going through that day when the game was going to double overtime. Uh, fifth clue, current color, uh, color analyst for the Vol Network during football coverage. Real Haven't quick, seen Pat in a minute. You gave me a, a look after clue number one. You did not know it was Sam Pittman when I said his age and where he was born. You didn't no, know. no, no. I thought, I'm going to be honest with you, I thought it was Clark Lee. Okay. And then when you got to clue number, uh, when you said uh, Pittsburgh State, when you said Pittsburgh State, I knew it was Sam Pittman. Clue number two. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't, we, I, there are sometimes I give people looks, you or Will looks, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. And then I'll get to like clue number three, and I'm like, oh, that's not who I thought it was, but I know who it is but, now. But, but I'm going to continue on like I do with clue number one. Uh, I tried to think of an SEC football coach that is often forgotten, and Clark Lee would have been a great one, actually. Right. But that might have been too obvious. I, I thought, thought you were trying to go like dig deep. I thought Sam Pittman would have been Especially whenever one. you've already narrowed the parameters to 14 coach. Your best, yeah, you have a 14, uh, you know, it, whatever it, the percentages are. But you Josh know. did it the right way. You just kept throwing out guesses. That's how you play the yeah. game. That's particularly how you play Who Am I? Kevin, hold tight. We're going to get Kaner to give us an update. We have some things we have to get to, especially when it comes to the latest with Lynn J. Dixon officially joining the University of Tennessee football program. But first, Kaner with an update. What do we need to know about the Clemson West Virginia product? Lynn J. Dixon. Can we say he's a product of West Virginia? No. You sure? No, we got to say he's a product of. Does uh, he own a pair of gym shorts that say West Virginia football on them? I mean, yeah. Then he's a product of West Virginia football. Okay. okay. 99.1. You're listening to the Sports Animal. Caner, update, please. The NFL is appealing the six-game suspension for Brown starting quarterback Deshaun Watson, seeking a tougher penalty for violating the league's personal conduct policy. UConn women's basketball star Paige Buckers will miss the entirety of the upcoming season. After tearing her ACL on Monday, Buckers was the national player of the year as a freshman in 2021. And in baseball from... A Wednesday, the Phillies rally late to down the Braves 3-1. to The Mets handled the Nationals 9-5. to The Marlins blinked the Reds 3-0. And the Mariners topped the Yankees 7-2-3. It's 8 7 We'll learn more about Lynn J. Dixon, what Tennessee's getting in the new running back commit, who is set to join the team literally any minute now. We'll have to see if he's in practice later today. That's coming up next year on TSL. Good morning. I'm Eric Kane. You're home for Tennessee football. 99.1, the sports animal. AM 990. Hey, a huge hello and thank you to everybody joining us on the stream this morning. 991thesportsanimal.com. And hey, the new revamped Sports Radio WNML app. For those of you out there who have a smartphone, I'm talking to you iPhone users through your Apple App Store, Google Play through your Android, download it. It's free anywhere you go on the go. Maybe a late summer vacation and you want to get caught up with what's happening with Josh Heupel and his roster. Well, guess what? You, too, can do so by hanging out with us here. Caner's practice reports, Jimmy, what he has for you, news and notes, and so much more. It begins it's, at 6A, goes all the way to 7P. It's, like you said, it's available, the WML um, Sports Radio uh, WML app. Um, 
at the Google Play Store, but I mean, it's 2022, and if we're still using phones that aren't iPhones, I don't know what I don't know what you're doing right now. The green text messages are just atrocious. So, I mean, anytime I can throw a dig at that, I, how good is Eric Kane at his job covering the University of Tennessee? Oh, you want an example? Glad you asked. Hey, Eric Kane, Lynn J. Dixon, he won't be able to wear uniform number four with it being August 4th today because that number's occupied by how many athletes and how many of them have names that you know? Current number four for Tennessee right now? Well, Cedric Tillman's one and then Warren Burrell's the other. See? Yeah. Guy's a genius. I mean, he's just pretty kid, much. He's just kid genius, Eric Kane. Pretty much. Or as yeah. we like to call him in these neck of the woods, two degrees. Um, do, <laughs> two degrees, can't spell. Do, do, me, do me a favor. Let's act like I don't know who the heck Lynn J. Dixon is, all right? Let's act like he was never committed to Butch Jones's class in 2017. Let's act like that we have no earthly idea what it means depth chart-wise at the running back position for Tennessee football. What do we need to know about the newest addition to Tennessee football? All right, so here's what you need to know. Five foot ten, buck 95, good speed, elusiveness. He's not the bigger back, but still he's a guy that's been productive in the Power 5 game. Uh, played for and played on a very good Clemson team, a couple of them. Uh, back in 2018 and 2019 as a true freshman and sophomore, that's when he's experienced the most success. In those two seasons combined, he ran for over 1,100 yards, combined for about 12 touchdowns, uh, really a solid contributor. As they began to feature more of Travis Etienne, uh, Lynn J. Dixon's usage went down. And ultimately, as a senior in 2021, this last football season, he had 10 carries through three games. So he was like deuces, transfer portal. And he committed to West Virginia in November. He graduated from Clemson in December. And to my knowledge, he attended the University of West Virginia this spring, went through spring practice, entered the transfer portal in June, and then now he's here at the University of Tennessee. So it's been a minute since we've seen him you know, do some good things on the football field, but he's an experienced guy. He's a guy that's going to be added to Tennessee's running back room that has only four scholarship running backs right now, two of which are true freshmen. And so that is a good thing for Tennessee. He was on a weekend visit and uh, announced via Instagram yesterday morning that he was committing and he arrived on campus yesterday. All right. So when we talk about what it means for Jabari small, what it means for that room, everybody from Williams, Thomas, AKA hyphen, Mr. Uh, Jalen Wright himself. I mean, are we talking about somebody who can legitimately come in and cut into Jabari Small's workload, or or what do you think it is? Committee, walk us through that situation if you could. I guess what like the way I think of it, I just remember last year, uh, points and times in a, you know, a close football game, Tennessee was handing the football off to a walk-on running back, Marcus uh, Pierce, I believe was his name, and uh, he was getting carries against Ole Miss. Uh, Tennessee had a depth issue at running back last year. Uh, because Jalen Wright couldn't stay healthy. Jabari Small couldn't stay healthy. Tyon Evans couldn't stay healthy. Lenith Whitehead couldn't stay healthy. Um, so Tennessee went through a lot of running backs last year. Coming back this year, four running backs, two of which are true freshmen. That's another story in its own route. And then, and then Jalen Wright and Jabari Small. There's health issues there. So, I, you know, you hope that everybody's healthy all at the same time. That's the hope. But it's college football. It's not It's not going to be like that, right? So, I, you know, I think Jabari Small, it's going to be a running back by committee. Jabari Small is going to be the lead back. He's going to get the carries when healthy because he's a good back and he's returning and he's, he, I mean, he's a good running back in this league. Uh, I view him as being a, a committee a committee member, you know, playing his role, a body, doing some things. I think he's got some high upside, but I don't, I mean, it's not like he's getting here and he's going to take the ball 20 times and run for over 100 yards every game. That's, that's not what's going to happen here with LJ Dixon. You in know, my, in my opinion, but what it does though, is for any Tennessee fan who is already letting the blood pressure escalate, letting the frustrations boil over, letting kind of just the chicken little mentality come into play. 
this restores that depth that you lost 48, 72 some odd hours ago with the Lindell, excuse me, with the Lenneth Whitehead news. Yeah. And again, it's still, it's still pretty thin though. It's still a little bit thinner than what you, uh, what you wanted to be, but you feel so much better. Um, yeah, I've been making the joke all week about people saying, well, you know, LJ Dixon, you know, as, as a <coughs> freshman and sophomore at Clemson, he was the man. Da, da, da. I mean, what, what's the ceiling here? And I was just like, it, it literally doesn't matter what he does. They just needed somebody to play the running back position. So uh, that helps an awful lot for sure. And uh, Josh Heupel said many, many times the way their offense goes and the way it pops and everybody talks about air raiding it, throwing it around the yard. It's the run game that gets things going. You've got to be able to have a run game to keep the defense honest. And because they throw it all over the place, those vertical run lanes open up. And remember, Jabari Small had some big gainers against Kentucky, yep. big gainers against Purdue. There's a lot of room in this offense to, to have a good year on the ground. Uh, you know, so shoulder pads are now on intensity level when you sit 28 days eight, 28 days out from Tennessee taking on Ball State. Was it palpable yesterday? Could you kind of hear the coaches with a little extra bass in their voice? Could you see the steps a little bit faster? And would you see the routes a little bit more crisper? What would you say taking a intensity temperature yesterday, day three down at uh, Haslam Field? No, you heard the popping. I mean, shoulder pads came on. Still can't tackle to the ground, obviously, because you don't have uh, your thigh pads, your knee pads, or your old uh, tailbone pad. Yeah, like, uh, head, shoulder, to, knees, and toes. You, you know, you, you back in the day, gosh, I'm going back to like middle school now, and this is old days. You, you Pop this Warner thing over here talking a, to me. Called a girdle with your hip pads and your tailbone pad. They don't, they, they don't do those anymore, but... Nonetheless, uh, still not tackling to the ground, but you can hear the thuds popping up, wrapping up, uh, you know, get, giving some blows, um, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you can get kind of a look on the offensive defensive line of coming off and, and you know, dry blocking and doing all that type of stuff. And then it's truly going to be full go when they're getting full pads on, on Sunday. But uh, the intensity level, it was it was raised a couple of notches. There's a position battle going on at left tackle over on the offensive line. You saw it being very spirited in the competition yesterday while the media was present. And um, obviously, you know, it's camp as well. So temples are flare a little bit, but um, yeah, there was a little bit more pep in the step because the shoulder pads came on uh, yesterday. And I expect that to, to be the case today and probably tomorrow as well. Okay. We're cheating here a little bit. We're, we're cheating, but I've already been given a little bit of insight to what start bench cuts going to look like in the next, I don't know, call it seven minutes here on the program. Do you believe Gerald Mincy? has a legitimate chance to fill that left tackle spot. Yeah. Because a lot of people look at what's happening depth wise at the offensive line and a open competition. And they look at the Florida product and they think, man, SEC experience, the guy's already an upperclassman. Let him come in here and see if he can protect the hind end of Hendon Hooker. Um, yeah. Keep in mind too. He was a reserve. I mean, sure. He got some game action a little Point bit. Point is he, he he's an upperclassman with SEC experience. No, no, I, I, I hear you. Uh, the, your question was, is he, is he a legitimate candidate? Does he have a chance to get that job? Absolutely. He 100, 100% does. From a physical standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, I mean, he's impressive. He is. Um, if if I'm, and granted, again, they're not in full pads yet. They've not scrimmaged yet. There's a long way to go. But if I'm, you know, if, if I'm picking who I believe will, will win that job game one right now, I, I'll go with J.J. Crawford. He had a really nice spring, got some playing time last year. And uh, he knows the offense right now. So that's who I would go with right now. But to answer your question, I think they want it to be Gerald Mincy because, again, you look at him in person, he is a big athletic freak. And uh, maybe it'll end up being him. And he has every opportunity to win that job. But um, I would I would go with J.J. Crawford right now. But that could obviously change throughout camp. All right, my man. We're going to let you head out the door so you can get ready to do things on campus for day hey, four of fall hey. practice. I don't I, – I, real quick, I don't want – you can veto this. Obviously, you have that power, but I'm not going to be here for Starbridge Cut, and I love it's my favorite segment of the day every single day. Well, then why do you leave early? Then can I can I just ask one of the ones I wrote for you? 
please. And then you can you can set you can reset it for Logan when he gets in here. You know the rules. You can't do start bench cut without the start bench cut music, but I don't want to play it twice. Uh, yeah, so yeah. Just, me, just a quick little preview. Just a quick little preview. Okay. I, I want to and know. This is like the trailer on the Netflix like when you highlight a Netflix movie and they I, make you watch the trailer. But okay. I, I wrote this for you. Go ahead. In 2005, Talladega Nights was released. Yes. <laughs> Star, star, ha, star ha. bitch got these hilarious Will Ferrell starred movies. Okay. Talladega Nights, Anchorman, Step Brothers. Is it as simple as one, two, three, or do we have to put some thought in this? Uh, start Step Brothers, you bench Anchorman, you cut Talladega Nights. Okay, so you're starting Step Brothers. Oh, oh, how can you not? It's the most oh, it's the uh, most quotable Will Ferrell movie out of all three of those. Oh, it's iconic. Um, I, I guess I, I'd be interested if you pulled 10 people, because my star would be Anchorman, because that, that introduced me to the comedy world that introduced me to will ferrell way back in the day yeah i'm, I'm a little younger than you um i, I just well, think anchorman Anch- you had four comedic geniuses yeah you i think okay i should say geniuses but i should say you had you had comedy gold with four different i mean think about it though all those guys are very very famous uh so you have ferrell who plays burgundy yeah you have Carell who plays brick you <laughs> well, have paul rudd who plays um uh, 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 Brian uh, Fantana, and then you have uh, Sexy Phantom or whatever that clone is. Sex Panther. Sex Panther. Ah! Yeah, and then you have uh, David. Co- uh, gosh, I never know how to pronounce his last name. Is it Kochner? I think it's Kuchner, Kochner, whatever it is. It's Kochner. I know he's, exactly what I'm about. He's yeah. whammy. He's champ kind. Just amazing. So the four of them on the screen together, of course, you're going to just lose your mind. And then yeah. Talladega Nights and Step Brothers. I mean, John C. Riley and Will Ferrell can only do so much together. Oh, but it's so, I mean, all three of these are amazing. In fact, I'd love to have a little marathon if I had the time busy, though. Uh, back to back to back. I would start Anchorman. <laughs> I would be busy that day. I, can't. I would bench Step Brothers and I cut Talladega Nights. But my goodness, Talladega Nights, I'd watch it 10 times out of 10 if it's on the television. Uh, all right, let's shift change here. Let's get the original start bench cut segment we had planned, which may or may not cut. I want Logan's. We're going to have to repeat that one because uh, I'll have Logan lead off with that one so we can get his opinion in. Chances Logan hasn't seen one of those three movies. No, he's seen all three okay. of them. He's okay. young, but he's not that young. 99.1 to listen to the sports animal. Logan Ward next with start bench cut. All right, 99.1 FM on your dial, but you already knew that, right? Hi, good morning. Salutations to you here at 830. Tyler Ivins, same 10 characters. You can find me on Twitter, Instagrams. I think my Tumblr's still up. Uh, this is a true story. Just less than a year, eight months ago, seven months ago. What a month is this? August? Yeah. So beginning of the year. Yeah, beginning of the year. What's up, Logan? Hello. Uh, uh, beginning of the year, January, I actually tried to track down my MySpace. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Cause I, there was an external hard drive that I had that I thought had some old photos of me and some college buddies on it. And I was like, no, but I know it's on my MySpace page. And I had heard rumors that you could still access your, your MySpace page. Uh, I failed. I never had a MySpace. Yeah. Cause you're like 14 and That's it's true. been gone for 17 years. Um, it's okay though. Uh, you probably never had a Tumblr. You probably don't know what Napster is. Don't know what that is either. Uh, exactly. Right. You don't know. Do you know what Dunkaroo is? No, it sounds like a party game though. Dunkaroos? Yeah. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. Dunkaroos, definitely not a treat that comes with frosting and, cr- and cookies. It's a party game. Dunkaroos is um, I'm usually a lot more wittier than this. I got nothing for you. No, Dunkaroos is a treat. Uh, do you know what Surge is? No. Wait, is that a drink? Like like an energy drink? Is that like an energy drink? <sighs> you ever heard of Zima? No, no, no. 
Why do you say it like that? Like you might know what Zima is. I don't know what Zima is. I don't. You know what Zima is? Nope. Okay. Do you know what? No, no. We'll just leave it at that. Start bitch guts happening here on 99.1, the sports animal. Let me flip it on you. Because Kaner just asked this one. So now I'm going to play a host of start bench. Okay, go ahead. Hey, Logan Ward. It was on this day in 2005. At Talladega Nights, the Ballad of Ricky Bobby was released. Start Pitch Cut, this hilarious Will Ferrell starred movie. Is it Talladega Nights? It's a Step Brothers or is it Anchorman? I think Step Brothers is really underrated. You were the first person to ever say all of my friends. Step Brothers is underrated. All of my friends do not like Step Brothers at all, but I do you love know it. Why it is they hilarious. Don't, do you want to know why your friends don't think it's hilarious i can name Be- some reasons but because I it's not cool because it's not cool to like things that other people like and i am Maybe that the guy case. no no i'm that guy like if you like it and it's popular and it's a trendy thing to do there's a very very good chance i'm not gonna do it you gotta go I just against make, the grain i've always gone against the grain in everything i've done but i'll tell you right now i'll carry the flag and i'll do the little drum like we're in the civil war boop, 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 boop. i'll play the little flute i'll lead the way when it comes to Step Brothers. yeah i will start Step Brothers. i will Bench Talladega Nights, and I will cut Anchorman. There's a times in Anchorman, you know, I think the first one was a whole lot better than the second one. Brick's the best. He's hilarious. Yeah, well, the expectations were through the roof for the second one. But, I mean, at times in the second one, I'm just like, okay, shut up. This is getting annoying. Well, like, that's, 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 that's Will Ferrell. Dude, some people are going to roll their eyes when I say this. Will Ferrell could walk in this room right now with a Waffle House menu and just read it. I would go to the bathroom in my underpants. I've heard he's very awkward, though, when he's out of character. I see. I would never know Will Ferrell not to be anything but in character. Okay. I'll hand it back to you. What do you got for us? I start Step Brothers. Bench held Dega Knights and cut Anchorman on to number two. Who will lead Tennessee in rushing this season? Jabari Small, Justin Williams, Thomas, or Lynn J. Dixon. That's the order right there. You start Jabari Small. He's going to get his fair share of the workman carries. I'll bench hyphen, and I'm going to cut Lynn J. Dixon. I, look, I like the depth piece that Lynn J. Dixon is. This guy's coming in needing to learn that pace, that offense, that quickly. It's going to take him quite a bit of time to get caught up to speed where he can be given legitimate chances to actually make a mark on this team. It's a depth you need, but he's not the playmaker or the ultimate uh, decision maker or definitive answer when it comes to the running back position. Yeah, Jabari Small is the obvious start here. I'm going to bench Justin Williams Thomas, a freshman. I am, I mean, I am incredibly, incredibly high. He's going to play a whole lot for Tennessee this season. I will cut Lynn J. Dixon. You mentioned it right there. New offense. He was already a place in the spring. That didn't work out. So he comes here. It's a very good depth piece for Tennessee. Maybe on down the line of the season, he's able to see a whole lot of playing time. Just day one, I don't see it right away. On this day in 2005, Always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> debuted. Yes. Start bench cut these sitcoms. Always Sunny, Parks and Rec, or Curb Your, Enthousi- Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start Curb. I'm going to bench uh, Always Sunny. I'm going to cut Parks and Rec. And I love Parks and Rec. All three of these. This is a very good one. Uh, but I will tell you, Always Sunny, man. It's <sighs> There are parts in every episode that at least make you go, <laughs> okay, that's funny. But like the bend over type of laughter that comes with the creative writing of Curb Your Enthusiasm with Larry David, it can't be matched. I will tell you, though, last night when I was falling asleep, I did watch Always Sunny. Uh, Do you watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I've never seen it, no. Okay, so you're not familiar with Dayman. 
Fighter of the Nightman. Are you not, so you're not familiar with Dayman nope. and Nightman? You're speaking a different oh, language to me oh right my. now. Do yourself a favor. If you ever get a chance to put something in your queue, just start watching Always Sunny. Okay? I just... Okay. I just... That show is so funny, so creative. So, yeah, you get a chance. If you ever get to Day Man, Night Man, just, just, just enjoy yourself. Will do. I'm going to start Parks and Rec. It's, it's an office spinoff, very similar. Anything to The Office is the obvious start. In my mind, I will bench Curb. I've seen a couple of episodes of Curb. I thought it's very funny. I haven't seen it the whole way through. I have not seen Always Sunny in Philadelphia, so that is my cut. You're doing yourself a disservice. Best NBA free agent still available. Carmelo Anthony, Montrez Harrell, Eric Bledsoe. I'm going to start Montrez Harrell. I'm going to bench Carmelo Anthony. I'm going to cut Eric Bledsoe. Uh, and benching Carmelo Anthony is a stretch. But I think Montrez Harrell can still give somebody a great piece, depending on if he lowers his asking price. I mean, you're going to have to start taking some league minimums. You got to start taking some incentive lace contracts if you're going to end up trying to grab one of these deals or grab one of these jobs. But that's the order. You go Harrell, you go Anthony, you go Bledsoe. Yeah, I mean, Harold was a key contributor for a Wasn't really like good a Clippers six, team. For, he was a sixth man like two years ago. Yeah, just like three, four years ago, it seems Maybe like. Maybe three, so, four years ago, yeah. I think he's the start obvious. I'm going to I'm going to bench Eric Bledsoe. It kills Why me to cut, cut Carmelo. Mello? I love Carmelo. But There's a rule on start bench cut. We, there's only have, we only have one rule. What, be honest? No, don't cut Melo in anything. This is not 2011 Carmelo Anthony. I love Carmelo. He's fantastic. No. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, but no. Carmelo Anthony in 2022... I don't think so. What member of the transfer portal will benefit the Vols the most in 2022? Okay. Gerald Mincy, Lynn J. Dixon, or Wesley Walker? I'm going to start Gerald Mincy because he's going to be your starting left tackle. Maybe J.J. Peterson overtakes him. Maybe J.J. Peterson overtakes him. But uh, I say right now, um, I say right now that it's going to end up being starting Gerald Mincy. I'll bench Lynn J. Dixon. I'll cut Wesley Walker. Maybe, maybe we end up seeing... uh, Maybe we end up seeing um, Walker take that star position away from Danico Slaughter, but we'll end up seeing how it happens. I think Wesley Walker is going to start day one personally because they they if there's any position that Tennessee needs help the most on that defense, it is in the secondary. So I will start Wesley Walker. I'm going to bench Gerald Mincy. I think that Crawford might start day one for the Vols, but on down the line. He's very gifted, didn't play a whole bunch of Florida, but he has a little bit of experience, and that is something that Tennessee needs on that offensive line. And then I'm going to cut Lynn J. Dixon. As we mentioned earlier, you come in right away. you got to learn this new offense, so I will cut Lynn J. Dixon. Last one today is National Chocolate Chip Cookie Day. Uh-oh. What is the best baked good dessert? Chocolate chip cookies, brownies, cinnamon rolls. Start us off in this, because I'm intrigued what you have first. I'm going to start the cinnamon roll. I love cinnamon. Yes, they're a little crazy. They're a little wacky. Yes, they make my stomach hurt, but they're the start in my mind. I'm going to... I'm not a huge fan. This is not surprising anybody. I am not a huge fan of chocolate chip cookies or brownies. The brownies are way too rich, and they just way too sugar-filled. You don't believe the things you're saying. I'm gonna binge chocolate chip cookies and I will cut brownies. You don't be, you you don't believe the things you say right now. Like we're supposed to be honest when we do this segment, and then you come out here with that business. You start chocolate chip cookies, you bench brownies, you got cinnamon rolls. It's the way you listed it. It's the way you listed it. 
Starting Cut brought to you today like it is every single day here on TSL by our friend over at Jeremy at Blue Water Climate Control. Try their excellent smooth sailing service plan that includes payment options for a low monthly cost of less than $17 a month, seasonal inspections throughout the year on a routine basis, no overtime fees even for emergencies occurring outside of business hours and on weekends or holidays. 656 9900. 1 866 656 9900. I actually say, did I just say JJ Peterson? I meant Jeremiah. I think I just actually said JJ Peterson when I was talking about offensive line with Gerald Vincy. Yeah, I meant Jeremiah Crawford. I don't yes. know why. Yeah, yeah, I don't know why I said JJ. I don't know why I have JJ Peterson. I didn't Peterson. catch it, but I don't. No, but I, I did when I went back because I was like, did I just say JJ Peterson? And it's, I'm, on a, I'm, on like the, I'm on like the eight, 10 second radio delay we have today. Jeremiah Crawford, listen to me over here. When was the last time Jeremiah Peterson or JJ Peterson was brought up in any conversation here in Knoxville? JJ Peterson was a linebacker. I'm been a while. Crawford, offensive lineman. <laughs> you could tell the energy drink's running out at 840 this morning. We come back, got a ride with Ivan's play for you. That's what's the problem. That's the problem. Is that I was too busy frustrated about yesterday's over that didn't hit. And I'm over here not knowing the difference between Jeremiah you. Crawford and JJ Peterson. I told you not to take it. Which I clearly know the difference. I just misspoke. Thank you out there for all paying attention. Um you did. And um, I'd like to issue a mea culpa. That's all I'll say about that. Okay. 99.1, you're listening to the Esports Animal. You got an update for us? Make it good if you do. Tennessee football has picked up a commitment from former Clemson Tiger running back Lynn J. Dixon Wednesday morning. Dixon, who rushed for over 1,000 yards and scored 11 touchdowns as a freshman and sophomore in 2018 to 2019. He becomes the fifth scholarship running back for the Vols. This season, the NFL is appealing the six-game suspension for Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson seeking a tougher penalty for violating the league's personal conduct policy. Major League Baseball, the Phillies rallied to down the Braves 3-1. The Mets handled the Nationals 9-5. And the Marlins blanked the Reds 3-0. The Mariners topped the Yankees 7-3. It's 841. Riding with Ivans coming up next on TSL. Good morning. I'm Logan Ward. All right. Welcome back for the final segment of the starting lineup. 99.1, you're listening to the Esports Animal. How goes it, Tyler Ivins? And, of course, the final segment of each and every starting lineup is being brought to you by our friends over at American Outdoor Equipment. What's up, Tyler O'Brien? Good morning to you, my friend, and good morning to you and the family over at American Outdoor Equipment. Located Gateway Avenue in Rockwood. You can give them a ring, 245-5213. Locally owned, family owned, and your local East Tennessee brands and dealers want to let you know that they continue to offer a wide selection of brands and tractors that are suitable for any need, situation, or terrain. And they work on what they sell. You, the customer, always comes first at American Outdoor Equipment. All right. We lose one. We win one. We lose one. It's Thursday, so that means we're going to win one today, especially if you're on trends. We had a game last night I was really high on, very high on before it got bagged due to the rain. So they're going to a day-night doubleheader tonight in the Lou. And I'm liking game one today. That's a 115 first pitch between the Cubbies and the Cardinals. Miles Mikolos is on the mound tonight for the Redbirds. You say Mikolos, I say Mikolos, I say Mikolos. Um, right now, you can get, depending on where you're shopping, the Redbirds around 160. And that's where I'm kind of looking at them at right now. St. Louis this year. I know what some people are saying about this Cubs roster. They didn't trade Ian Happ. They didn't trade Wilson Contreras. And there's some people who are saying perhaps maybe you're still going to get the best out of the Cubs. So what I mean by that is they're going to start disrupting teams down the stretch, keeping them from making the postseason. Cardinals this year, they're only five and four heads up against the Cardinals, but the way against the uh, Cardinals are five and four this year against the Cubs. But as somebody who has, I like to say that I am a Marcus Stroman lover. 
he hasn't had the strongest season his first go around there with the Cubbies. Obviously, Strowman's changeup is not as effective as it has been in years past with teams like Toronto and in New York. I still think he's going to have issues today in a hot, hot, sunny day in St. Louis. That's why I'm taking the Redbirds today. There you go, Cardinal fans. You guys always come after me. Best fans in baseball. You never give us love or respect. Well, I respect the heck out of you for a Thursday day game. Your play for Thursday, August the 4th. It's the day game. I'll say it one more time before I get tweets that are like, did you say game one or game two? Did you say game one or game two? Game one. Opener of the day-night doubleheader. Redbirds at 160. Riding with Ivans. Eric Angel walking in right now. You Come on in, Eric. Sure. On air, lights on. But you know what? That's not a rule. That's just a suggestion, especially for you, sir. Yeah, buddy. Hey, man. Uh, we did a new segment today on the show. It's called Can't Convince Kaner. How did it go? I heard yesterday you were going to do this. Yeah. I didn't hear it. How did it, it went, go? It went actually very, very well, and Kaner was actually very surprising, was agreeing with me on about half of the ones that I threw out there. Can I throw some of these at you, and I want to know what your thoughts are. You ready? <clears throat> Bring it. Can't convince Eric is what we're changing it to here on the fly. Can't convince Eric. You can't convince Eric that Cedric Tillman will either tie or set the new single game record for receptions in a game currently held by Joey Kent and Carl Pickens at 13. Will Cedric Tillman have 13 or more catches in a single game this year in this offense that's looking to yet again surpass the seven offensive records they set in 2021? You can't convince me of that. Okay. Because I think there's too many other players at receiver that are going to ball out, and we know some of their names, some we don't. But they're all going to pop, and there's going to be too much to spread around. Well, then that means I definitely can't convince Eric Ainge of this. I can't convince Ainge that Cedric Tillman will break Robert Meacham's 2006 single-season reception, a receiving yards record of 1298. Tillman finished last year at 1081. So ju- the quick math, he finished 217 yards under Meacham's top mark from 2006. Don't know who was throwing the football that year. Mm. Mm. It's easy to throw him the ball. Yeah, right. It's also easy to throw Tillman the ball. I'll, Anybody you, want to go to YouTube hey, and watch the Cal game again? Okay. You, you can convince me. You, see, we're you on the same page. You can convince me. That's the one. Is uh, To me, I've never like slam dunk radio host guy. I, At season's end, Cedric Tillman will break Beecham's record for, for single-season receiving yards. If he doesn't, he'll be flirting with it and we'll be following it because it'll be that close. 13 catches in a game has to be against a really good team because if you have if he has 10 catches, then against a bad team, he's out of the game. Right. The ball's not going to him anymore. So to get 13 has to be a 60-minute game against there's a only, good team. There's only one receiver in Tennessee history that has posted multiple 1,000-yard receiving seasons in his career. Guy by the name of Joey Kent did it in 95 and 96. Mm-hmm. Tillman had 1081 last year. He's the next. I can't convince Eric Kane. Cedric Tillman will join Joey Kent as the only two wide receivers in Tennessee football history with multiple 1,000-yard receiving campaigns. No, you can convince me of that. He will do it. All he has to do is get 1,000? 1,000. In 13 games? Correct. With a better understanding, he's changed his body. He loves, he's not, he doesn't look kind of remember last year. He almost looked not chubby, but like a little bit, Yeah, you know, like he, like he didn't have abs. He had muscles, but no abs. Now he looks like he has a six pack. He's shredded. Okay. 
I'm telling I, you, he's going to be he's going to be a baller. I'm going to go to the quarterback question just so you know what we were flirting with this year. Okay, you were third and fifth on the all-time Tennessee single-season passing yards record. All right, so I'm just going to set you as the mark. Eric Ainge, can I convince you that Hendon Hooker will pass you and throw for at least 3,523 yards this year in Josh Heupel's offense? You can convince me. I think every record that I still hold is in jeopardy. Oh, no. See, I brought up your seven in one game, and you had to go to multiple overtimes against okay, other Kentucky. Than, other than that one. Other than that one. He might th- – I, I mean, that's going to be a tough one for him to break. Eric Ainge. He will can break I my Can I convince you record. that he will pass Tyler Bray at number two, 3,612 yards? Yes. I think he's going to throw for that many yards. Eric Ainge, can I convince you at season's end, Hendon Hooker will surpass 1997 Peyton Manning's mark of 3,819 passing yards. Again, 3819 is the all-time single-season passing mark by Peyton in 97. How many did Hooker throw for last year? 2945. Uh, no, he won't. Yeah, pass you're gonna Peyton. have to go almost a thousand more to he pass Peyton. But he didn't. He didn't even play in a game and a half. I mean, if you give him that, that's based on how they were throwing the ball. Okay, okay. You know what? That's I'll have probably this, more like 33, 34. I'll have this conversation with you. The single game passing record for Tennessee quarterbacks it was against Troy in 2012. Bray had 530. Mm. Eric Ainge, can I convince you? That Hendon Hooker will pass Jarrett Garantano fourth all time with his 415 yard performance in 2019 against Missouri. Uh, he, 400 plus? Uh, no, you can't because there's, we're only, gonna, there's only eight times, only eight times in Tennessee football history has a quarterback thrown for over 400 yards in a single game, and four of those belong to Bray, three of them belong to Peyton. Yeah. I'm going to say you can't convince me of that. We run the ball too well, right. too. Okay, too, so Too many rushing yards so, to mix in so there. So you like a lot of Cedric Tillman, and you do love you some hit and hooker when it comes to total yards, but maybe not Peyton Manning total yards. Maybe not Peyton total yards, but he'll flirt with some of the in-game, the single-game stuff. He'll flirt with it. I like it. I hope you guys take this momentum all the way to noon. Josh and Swain, noon to three. John and Jimmy, three to seven. Ainge, it's 28 days. Four weeks from today, dude. They're in pads. Let's go. Let's go. Ten's in the studio. Brian Rice is probably making his way up the stairs right now. He's probably with got a Diet, Diet, Diet Coke. Coke. He's probably on the phone with somebody. Just, yeah, what's you know. up? No, hey, Brian. Trade, trade, trade. Sell, hey, sell, I'm sell. Brian. Brian C. Rice. Probably going to have a good day today. Just like my boy Eric. Logan Ward. Appreciate the hat tips. We do it all over again tomorrow at 6 a.m. Go outside. Probably got some cleanup to do after last night's storms, but make this the best Thursday possible. Thank you so much for hanging with us here on 99.1 The Sports Animal. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. 
Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.